Turn your Bibles to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 this evening. We've already looked at many of the commands in Scripture as well as the examples of thankfulness, but commands to be thankful. And uh, several things in Scripture that God gives us to be thankful for, and yet we've not begun to scratch really the surface of it. There is much more. uh, Scripture is indispensable when it comes to things to be thankful for. But tonight... We're going to look in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 at two key things that God shows us to be thankful for, being thankful for all men and all things. All men and all things. And I think you'll see that as we go through this passage and as I read some supporting scripture as well. But let's start tonight, begin reading in verse 14 of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient toward... I want you to read the last two words. All men. men. See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good both among yourselves and to all men. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing in everything. Give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Three times in this passage, the Bible repeats all men, any man, all men. And in, in the last verse there, it tells us in everything, give thanks. These are commands to us that are supported elsewhere in Scripture, as we'll see tonight. But they're commands that we need to take heed to. Father, I pray in this short time we have tonight that we would see wondrous things out of your law. And that you would encourage our hearts tonight that this thankfulness, this thankful spirit uh, comes from the Holy Spirit that dwells within each one of us. And that we can be thankful. We can learn uh, to, to be a thankful people. And uh, it comes from you. It comes from the inside out. And so, Lord, would you work on each one of us tonight? We trust your word. We love you. Thank you for giving us your word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. The first thing I want to look at tonight is that we need to be thankful for all men. Be thankful for all men. There's a couple things that I want to debunk as far as wrong thinking that the Bible debunks. Uh, There's several lies that you could probably think of when it comes to being thankful for all men, but there are two that I want to address tonight. Uh, Lie number one that the enemy could feed us as believers is that we need to be patient with people, but we don't have to be thankful for them. Maybe you've thought that to yourself. Well, I, I I need to be patient with that person, but do I really have to... Uh, like them as a person made in the image of God. And verse 14 of this passage says that there does need to be a spirit of patience shown to all men. Look at verse 14, the end there, it says, Be patient toward all men. But the Bible does say, uh, the Bible says elsewhere, it gives us commands in other places to actually be thankful for all men. Just a few pages later in your Bible, in 1 Timothy chapter 2, All you have to do is flip over a few pages past the book of 2 Thessalonians. You'll find 1 Timothy. 
And in 1 Timothy chapter 2, Paul is, is sharing his heart with Timothy, his, his uh, comrade in the faith there, really his son in the faith. And he tells him in chapter 2 of 1 Timothy, verse 1, I exhort, I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. So not only are we to be patient with all men, that yes, that's a good thing. Yes, you need to be patient with all men, but you also need to give thanks for all men because we are all, whether saved or unsaved, made in the image of God, and God cares about every single person. <clears throat> we'll read more of this chapter later. Go back to 1 Thessalonians 5. So we're coming right, we'll come back there in a minute. But let's examine another lie that's believed. Another lie that Satan loves feeding us as believers is, well, we need to be thankful for all men, but that's not referring, that's not referring to all people. It's referring to Christians only. And that's not true either, and that's debunked in this passage as well. 1 Thessalonians 5, look at the very next verse. Verse 15, See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. So he classifies it right there. He says, both among yourselves as believers and to all the other people, all everyone else. The only way that you can ever not render evil to someone who's rendered evil to you is to be thankful and to have true love toward them. The only way that you can, you can do that is that the Holy Spirit says you need to be thankful for them and you, you obey. There is to be no evil rendered to any man. And when the Bible says, see that none render evil for evil, the Holy Spirit is teaching us in that phrase there that there will be times where evil is done to you as a believer. There will be times where evil words are said. And the Bible is teaching us here that no hurt should be rendered when hurt is rendered to us, when hurt is caused to us. No loss should be rendered when loss is caused to us. No evil words should be spoken when evil words are spoken to us. Rather, Ephesians chapter 4, verses 31 and 32, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice, and be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. That's what God wants for each one of us. That's, that's how we, we be thankful. We show our thankfulness is by not rendering evil for evil. You say, okay, well, okay, they hurt me, but I, 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 I'm not supposed to hurt them back. Okay, I can do that grip my teeth, do it, or no, okay, they, they caused me loss, or they caused me something else, and, and I didn't cause it back, or they spoke to me evil, and I bit my tongue. Well, that's, uh, that's not what God's talking about either. But what about our thought life? Should evil thoughts even be rendered towards someone who has hurt us? And the Bible says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, Finally, my brethren... Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, 
whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. So when someone has done something to you, to think evil of them, I understand we have to in this day mark people who are who are ungodly, who who should not, we should not fellowship with, who are preaching false teaching. I understand that, but we also need to, as the people of God, understand that they are still made in the image of God and that God died for them and that we as believers need to not not be thinking evil towards them. To think evil towards them means we are going to shut up our mouth about the gospel towards them as well. And God came to save them. And you say, but pastor, that just seems impossible with some people. To not think evil towards them, to not say evil towards them when they're right in my face in the workplace or they're right in my face. You know, the Bible has an admonition for that as well. And that's found in Romans chapter 12. I'll give you a chance to turn there if you'd like as well. Romans chapter 12. What if it just seems impossible? They are not allowing me to be friendly towards them. They're not even allowing me uh, to show them good when they're showing me evil. The Bible has an admonition for this as well. Romans chapter 12 and verse 18. The Bible says, If it be possible... As much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Right there. (laughs) The Bible gives us every answer we need to live as believers. And right here, it addresses all men as well. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Jesus Christ was our perfect example of this. From the very moment he was born, we celebrate that Jesus Christ was born. He came to give tidings to, good tidings to all people, all men, all people. Luke chapter 2, verses 10 and 11. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto, you this, uh, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. He came to bring good tidings to all people, all men. Salvation was made available to all men. All men over and over and again through the Bible. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you several different verses. Don't feel like you have to turn to every single one of these. You might be able to write them down for later. But John chapter 3, verse 16, one of the, one of the most uh, well-known verses in our Bible today. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever, that's that same meaning of all men, whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Verse 36 then goes on to say, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not, the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. It's a big deal that Jesus came to bring us salvation. John chapter 1, verse 7. The same, that's talking of John the Baptist, came for a witness to bear witness of the light, that's Jesus Christ, that all men through him might believe. John 12, verse 32. And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. And then Romans 5.18, 
Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. God has a lot to say about all men. He has a lot to say about his example of coming to bring good tidings to all men, and that should be on our lips as well. But you cannot do that if you're not thankful for all men. Have you ever seen an unthankful person bring good tidings? No. In fact, they, they often bring the complaining and more of it, and uh, it, it gets to be tiresome. God wants us to be thankful Christians that flow out in abundance to all people as he wanted to. Being thankful for all men is not just a good idea. It wasn't just an okay suggestion by the Apostle Paul. But if you go back to 1 Timothy chapter 2, I want you to see that it is good and acceptable according to God. 1 Timothy chapter 2, we just read verse 1 a moment ago. Verse 1, as Paul is exhorting, he says that giving of thanks should be made for all men. God is talking to, to us here tonight through this passage. I want you let's let's read verse one again, and then we'll continue down through verse six as we look at this being thankful for all men, being good and acceptable according to God. Verse one, I exhort you therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty and never go through any trouble or heartache. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say that. But it does say that we could lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty, no matter what happens. For this, the giving of thanks being made for all men, like was said in verse, verse, verse 1, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior. It's not that we do this to be accepted by God, but that this type of behavior, this type of living is acceptable. It's good. You know, my son will never be able to earn more of my love. I love him unconditionally even when there are things that happen that are not so good but there are also things that he does as a son because he knows that they're acceptable to mom and dad and uh, he'll say hey mom dad look at this or mom dad did you see that did you see that and God is saying when you give thanks for all men it's as if you as a child can go to go to sleep with your head on the pillow that night what I did was good and acceptable to my father today. You can have the confidence of knowing that your father approved of it. You have your father's approval. And so God gives this to us. He, he says it is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior. Why? Why is it good and acceptable? Who will have all men to be saved? He wants all men to, to, to be there. Now, 
because of our choices, he gives us free choice. Not all men will be there. Not all men will be saved. But he wants them to, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. When you get a glimpse of how Christ feels towards all men and what he paid, his own life, the bothers, the quarrels, the other things that being impatient with so-and-so, it all seems to fade away. It all seems to get lost when, when you think of, of what Jesus Christ has done for you and how much he's forgiven you because of the life of Christ, those things that you're unhappy with or you're impatient with or that bother you, they seem to lose their sting. And we could probably uh, have an invitation right now, but we'll, we'll look at the second thing that, that God gives us in this passage before we do. Uh, go back to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. We've seen that we need to be thankful for all men, that it is commanded in Scripture. But we're also going to take that, that uh, look at, at a specific, and we're going to broaden it out now as the Lord does for us in this passage. We're to give thanks in everything. Look at verse 16. Rejoice evermore. You can't rejoice evermore if you're not thankful for all men and all things. Pray without ceasing. You can't be in that type of prayer that is all-encompassing where you're walking through your day talking to the Lord and it's not that you have your eyes shut all the time but that you're in a spirit of prayer, that you're in a spirit of joy, you're in a spirit of thankfulness. You can't do that if you're not thankful for all men and all things. Verse 18, In everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Being thankful for all things is the will of God for you. A pastor cannot say that too often. A pastor is not God. I cannot tell you what God's will is for each one of your lives individually as you step forward. You need to find that out yourself from the Lord. But I can say it from Scripture when Scripture says it's true. Scripture says that you're to give thanks in everything. That is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning all of us, me included. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 20, if you'll take time to turn there, we'll turn to two more passages. This is the first of those two. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 20, we're to be, be thankful for all things because it's the will of God, but secondly, we're to be thankful for all things unto God. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20 says, Give, Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's one thing to be thankful for something. Oh, I'm, I'm thankful I got that Christmas gift, or I'm thankful I got that vehicle, or I'm thankful I, I got that hand mixer, or whatever it is in your life. And it's another thing to be thankful unto the Lord. How many times do we thank other people for things? We write them thank you cards or little thank you notes or maybe even a sticky note 
or, or something. We send something in the mail and we give them thanks for that thing. But how many times did you also, along with that thank you card to that person, give thanks and everything unto the Lord? You thought about it enough. It was important to you enough to send off that, that letter and put an address and put a stamp on it and put it in the mail. But did you ever think to give thanks to the Lord for that? Say, well, I, 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 did, I tithed off of it. I, I gave you know, money in the offering plate. That should be thanks. God says our heart should be abounding with thanks towards him, giving thanks always for all things unto God. That's a big thing. That's, that's, where, that's the direction of our thanks. That's where it should abound. We should give thanks for all men, but we should also give thanks for all things unto God. And the last place I want us to go tonight is Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3, starting in verse 12, the Bible says, Put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things, put on charity. That's another word for love. A very good Bible word that we'll have to go into sometime. Which is the bond of perfectness. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts to the which ye also ye are called in one body. Read the last phrase with me. And be ye thankful. Why do you suppose he ended with that? <laughs> Uh, that whole section with that. You can't do any of those things if you're not thankful for all things and for all men. You can't forgive. You can't let the peace of God rule in your hearts. And he, he says it's a, it's a calling that we're all called to this. We're not going to be perfect at it. That's why we need the love and forgiveness of our Lord Jesus Christ. But this is something that we as the body of Christ can strive for is to live in peace with all men and especially one toward another so that people know that we are disciples of his. What a calling we've been given to be thankful and declare by our actions. You look through each one of those things, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, we're called to by our very actions declare to other people the character of our God. That's what we're called to. So may we be thankful for all men and all things as the Lord has commanded us to be.